Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Friday, February 2nd, and this is your FT News Briefing. Big tech companies continue to dazzle investors, and there's more tension building between the U.S. and Israel. Plus, Elon Musk is pulling an unusual move after a court struck down his generous pay package. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Is there anything that can slow down big tech? American companies like Microsoft and Alphabet reported strong quarterly earnings this week. Yesterday, Meta, Amazon, and Apple had their turn, and they didn't disappoint either. One highlight was Meta's stock. It jumped more than 15% after the bell when they announced its first-ever dividend and $50 billion in share buybacks. Richard Waters is our tech writer at large, and he's here to talk about why Silicon Valley is still going strong. Hey, Richard. Hey, Mark. Good to talk to you again. Good to have you back. So there were just a slew of tech earnings this week. What stuck out to you as the central theme? Well, you know, we've all been transfixed by the amazing run in the stock prices of a handful of big tech companies. And so I think the biggest takeaway from this week is that the business momentum behind some of these companies is still tremendously strong. And I think supports a lot of that run up in prices that we've seen. Revenue growth across the board is stronger than people thought. The cloud business, which has struggled a bit for a year or two, is coming back, is turning a corner. Advertising in the final quarter last year was very strong. So, you know, I think we're seeing the fundamentals, the core businesses of these companies are just growing very, very firmly and supporting the stocks. Richard, artificial intelligence has been a topic that really just can't escape the headlines for the past year, year and a half at this point. What role did they play in fourth quarter earnings this week? Yeah, you know, right now you can see the AI everywhere apart from in the numbers. Uh, Apart from one company, Microsoft, uh, having got out in front really in generative AI with its open AI partnership, is the only company that's really seeing a revenue impact right now. And it was really quite startling. You know, they said that six six percentage points of growth in Azure, their cloud business, came from AI last quarter. And that was double the previous quarter. And it was well ahead of what anyone was thinking. This is one of the very first signs that this business is picking up. But elsewhere, it's all promises. Um, and even the promises are not very clear. And in fact, we've even seen Apple say, you know, we're going to talk more about AI. Tim Cook saying that uh, that Apple would have some kind of, you know, public announcements later this year, just to kind of convince you know everybody that they aren't falling behind in this technology. But at the moment, it's all spending, it's all effort, and there's no real revenue behind it. I mean, it was such a strong week, but were there any cracks that you could detect when following these earnings? I think for each of these companies, you could find reasons to to question. 
at Apple, particularly the fact that sales in China slumped, uh, is a you know is, is is a very big warning sign because Apple, uniquely almost amongst U.S. tech companies, has made a made a big success of the Chinese market. The fact that it has a, a real strong competitor now in the shape of Huawei, and there's tensions rise, so the, the market is now going to worry a lot about Apple's business there. Likewise, I think uh, Google's search advertising hasn't been as strong as a lot of people had hoped. It's actually returned last year to a nice growth rate, but it's not quite back to where a lot of people had hoped. The same would go for Amazon Web Services. It's the leading cloud company. It's returned to growth, but it's only growing at 13%, which is less than half as much as Microsoft. So is Amazon losing market share? So a lot of these companies, there will still be questions that I think people are going to have going throughout the year. Richard Waters is our tech writer at large. He covers all things tech. Thanks, Richard. Well, it's a pleasure. U.S. President Joe Biden signed an executive order yesterday that approves financial sanctions against some Israeli West Bank settlers. The new sanctions will target individuals who are responsible for, quote, extremist violence against Palestinians and will cut them off from the U.S. financial system. The crackdown comes as Biden and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu are having a harder time seeing eye-to-eye on the conflict in Gaza. Tesla CEO Elon Musk is hitting back after a Delaware court struck down his $56 billion pay package. That's billion with a B. He wants to move the company's corporate registration from Delaware to Texas. That's where Tesla's physical headquarters are. Musk says he's putting the idea up for a shareholder vote, quote, immediately. I'm joined now by the FT Sujit Indap, who wrote about Tesla, Musk, and the great state of Delaware. Hi, Sujit. Hi, Mark. Good to talk to you. All right, so tell me a little bit about this pay deal and why the judge struck it down. Sure. So the pay deal comes from 2018. The board said to Elon in this package, if you reach these goals for the company, which include profits, but also stock price, you have to increase the value of Tesla by more than $600 billion, which seemed crazy at the time because Tesla was only worth $50 billion at the time. In fact, he hit all these thresholds very quickly and thus was eligible for a pay package that is now worth $56 billion. And shareholders uh, said the shares that he's getting, that's way too much for a CEO. It's way out of bounds, even for a big company. And in fact, all those shares are harming us because there's all these other shares that are out there and it's diluting our value. So we're going to sue to stop you. And the judge sided with the shareholders. I think one thing that might be confusing to folks is that Tesla is based physically in Texas, as I mentioned, but it's incorporated in Delaware. Why is that the case? Yeah, so uh, companies obviously can be headquartered wherever they like, but most large companies in America choose to have their official legal domicile, if you will, in Delaware. The reason is uh, predictability for both shareholders and companies and that the law is well known. And if a case or dispute arises, there's a real sense of how knowing how it's going to proceed. You may win or you may lose, but you know uh, how the judges are going to think about the case. And Delaware is just the easy default. State itself made a real investment in having professional judges and all the infrastructure that goes around, like building a credible legal system. 
So, G, what are the odds that he, he's actually going to be able to persuade the board and, and shareholders to move the incorporation of the company to Texas, given that the shareholders were the ones who brought the lawsuit in the first place? Texas is a wild card. They've started a new corporate court. It hasn't even really launched yet, but it's coming later this year. And it's unclear exactly what kind of standards they're going to have, what the judge's expertise will be. It's all brand new. So Musk is going to have an uphill battle to, to move. Uh, other companies have tried this uh, often unsuccessfully. And so Tesla might be different just because you have a unique CEO and a unique shareholder base with all this kind of meme stock and uh, social media forces out there, but uh, it's pretty tricky to move uh, out of a place most people have liked till recently. Suji, what's your big takeaway here in terms of the relationship between CEOs, boards, and courts? I mean, this is kind of messy, and I'm sure that other companies are watching this closely. Yeah, I mean, Elon is such a unique case study in that he has all these eccentricities. We see the tweets, we see his behavior, which at times is erratic. uh, And you would think that all those things would give shareholders pause. This wouldn't fly at any other company. But in fact, it flies at Tesla because he has created the first really commercially viable electric vehicle company. It's still worth $500 billion. And that gets you a lot of leeway, uh, but maybe not as much leeway as he thinks. Sujit Indap is the FT's Wall Street editor. Thanks, Sujit. Thanks, Mark. Ukraine got a pretty big win yesterday. The European Union finally agreed to a 50 billion euro plan to support the war-torn country. The compromise came after Hungary's prime minister, Viktor Orban, agreed to back the deal. Hungary had been the only holdout in the EU, and Orban only caved after a lot of pressure. The bloc tried some pretty unusual measures over the past week to get Orban to budge, like suggesting cuts in funding for Hungary and even potentially stripping Budapest of voting rights in the EU. Before we go... Look at the state of that Mercedes car! Seven-time champion of the world! Formula One driver Lewis Hamilton shocked racing fans everywhere yesterday. He is ditching Mercedes and leaving the team that made him a superstar. The crowd go absolutely wild. He has gone from last all the way to first. Yeah, boy. That's how you do it, man. That is how you do it. Hamilton last won the world championships in 2020. Mercedes has since struggled to put out a competitive car. Hamilton will be joining Ferrari in 2025 on a multi-year contract. You can read more on all of these stories at ft.com for free when you click the links in our show notes. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Kasha Broussalian, Sonia Hudson, Fiona Simon, and me, Mark Filipino. Our engineer was Monica Lopez. We had help this week from Joanna Gao, Zach St. Louis, Sam Giovinco, David De Silva, Michael Lello, Peter Barber, and Gavin Coleman. Our executive producer is Topher Forges. Cheryl Brumley is the FT's global head of audio, and our theme song is by Metaphor Music. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. 
If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.